Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. <laughs> and we're watching Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, episode 8. Meet Dr. Queez. Yeah. Dr. Queez is your new favorite character in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise overall, if I am correct. Am I correct? Yes. Dr. Queez, I'm, I think, is a Goosebumps villain. <laughs> he looks well, like one. He's got the face of Frank from the, who's the Frankenstein That's monster. That's it. I couldn't figure it out. Beetleborgs. Okay. I was like, this looks like something. Yeah. It's just a different wig. Because ah. I believe Frank has uh, black hair while Dr. Queez had white hair. I couldn't figure it out. Is this post-Beetleborgs or pre-Beetleborgs? I feel like it's after. You think that's the exact same mask? It, I would bet $50 it's the same mask. Uh, Different top of the head. That makes me feel bad because I couldn't figure out why it looked like something. I couldn't figure out what it looked like. It would explain why there's a, just a gouge in the side of his face. Yes, why he's so monstery. Why he looks exactly like a zombie. That, oh. It all falls into place. Yes. I thought they just cut that hole in the mouth because they got tired of me making fun of things for not matching what they were saying. So they're like, we'll give this motherfucker what's what. This guy's only mouth. They heard you through a, a time hole. <laughs> there is zero chance that you know how time travel is going to work. It may revolve entirely around this podcast. <laughs> That's fair. I, I don't know if it's being broadcast out into the aether, but... Maybe. Are you not putting these on the internet? Is that no, what you're yeah. saying? Oh, okay. but it's not like being, it's not like radio where it's getting what, sent into space. What if you were just recording these and not putting them up, and I didn't know? <laughs> just emailing them to your phone. Yeah. Oh, a new one. <laughs> this keeps know? him happy. How do you know that's not what I'm doing? I I honestly don't. Maybe if we had a Patreon. <laughs> I thought I was gonna have to fit it in inorganically this time. But I found a spot. Uh, well played. <laughs> So what? There's no reason Dr. Queez has to be a monster. He could have just been an actor without like, a mask. Yep. But I think that this guy also plays a different character, and they didn't want to pay two people, so they're paying one guy to play two different roles. So I think the other guy is like a hunter who doesn't have a mask like Dr. Queez does. Ah. Okay. I'm like 40% sure of that. I don't know. I lost a big middle of the a big chunk of the middle of the episode because I was looking up who Dr. Queez was. <laughs> he doesn't have a picture on IMDb, and he's not anything... He's in Happy Gilmore. He's the doctor in Happy Gilmore. Oh, good. I'm but glad he's I didn't, working. I didn't remember Happy Gilmore enough to know who that was. <laughs> I've never seen Happy Gilmore from beginning to end. I've seen all of it, just I've never sat down and watched it. So it's on like TV, and you watch. Sorry, I keep knocking things down because I'm waving my arms. <laughs> you got to move your arms in a podcast. That's how they know. How else will they know? You got to gesture. Yeah. Look at it. Should yeah. we actually start the episode? <laughs> Might as well. I mean, we're here. <laughs> So we open up and uh, we get like this geodesic dome that's probably a planetarium in real life or something. <laughs> we get a bunch of flashing strobes and uh, this. Those strobes seem to have nothing to be like they don't have anything to do with anything. No. There's uh, this guy who we come to learn is Dr. Queez. He's got a weird headdress on. It's got uh, a, a couple of panels on it. And he's giving a lecture to a room full of kids all wearing cloaks. Is he a cult leader? That is what I would like to believe, given the evidence we're presented here, but uh, the one kid sasses him, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. But the other kid's like, shut up. So maybe he's I, the newest guy in the cult. <laughs> I guess. It's not addressed. Or, At all. It's uh, just just a bunch of kids in robes. Yep. It's completely unexplained. and We don't get a lot of just like regular people talking to each other. 
<laughs> and it is you can tell this was filmed and in the same time period and probably location as the Goosebumps TV show <laughs> because it reminded me a lot of the children from that, the acting from that. Yeah, they were just on set, so they just yeah. shuffled them over one lot. Yeah. So, Queez uh, is uh, a professor or a, a doctor of... He's a uh, med scientist. Biology, he's physics, and chemistry, we learn later. I'm not sure if he announces what he's doing here, but he's talking about mutation. And Donatello was interested in listening to his lecture. So... As though this was a stage play, he and Michelangelo are off to the side giving monologues. Are they <laughs> off to the side or are they up in the top? I thought no, they were. They are, they are like up and to the left, if the the camera work leads me to believe. So that it's not like in the um, beginning of um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, where they're up at the top of the basketball game in watching the from there. Chunk? Yeah, no, because that's what I thought was happening. No, I think if I remember correctly, the the camera pans to the left, and they're just there giggling in a spotlight, as though it were a stage play, and they were giving a monologue. I see. Donatello has a, a gadget that he's using. It's mostly just beeping. I, there's no way to know what he's doing. Quee's basically giving his uh, hypotheses on mutation and what it could mean for the world. And Donatello tells us that that stupid headdress he's wearing is a neural implant and he can get the internet directly into his brain. Which, let's talk about that for a second, because it is 1995, 6, even 7. The internet is not very good. What is he connected to? It's so slow. It's got to be nothing but a distraction. He's on AOL. Because all he does is get an email from Donatello. (laughs) That's all the internet was good for then. Yeah, I guess... Also, what sort of irony is it that he's standing there talking about mutants and, like, nine feet away there are mutants? Is that dramatic irony? Also, well, I mean, he also looks like a horrific mutant or I a, thought maybe a victim we'd get, of some sort of accident. Yeah, I thought maybe we'd get some sort of, like, oh, I experimented on myself. That's why I'm a hideous monster. Nope. <laughs> he's just an ugly guy. Just a terrible mask. That there, There's a huge obvious cutout where his mouth is and the mask ends, and it's it really distracting. It was more charming when it was a Frankenstein mask, I guess. No, that was awful too, but, you know, whatever. But the kid in the audience asks him, do you believe in UFOs? And Kui says no. I bet by the end of the episode he believes in more stuff. That's probably true, especially since he interacts with a bunch of magical things. Yeah. But we find out that Queez has been kicked out of every scientific authority of some, or whatever. Including NASA. Yeah. Donatello sends him an email. He sees it in his eyes. We did not have that technology in, in the in the mid nineties <laughs> to send have... an email from anything that size that Donatello is holding his well, Game Boy. Donatello poses the question, which completely interrupts the speech. Uh, do you think that there could be intelligent mutation? And he basically says, "I don't know. Yeah, let's do that." Uh, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say something here. Queez might be the best actor so far in oh, this show. Absolutely, hands down. But uh, right after he addresses the question, Laser Floyd starts up because <laughs> uh, the it's definitely a planetarium because uh, this machine that shoots out lasers pops up, and immediately Donatello knows it's the rank because reasons. The rank have not used any technology like this at any point so far, so it's a very logical leap that he took. He knows it before we know it as yep. the viewer because none of them appear on screen until after he yells it. And, and then <laughs> and then they shoot him with a laser and it makes him sleepy so they can take him. I guess even though Laser Floyd isn't like damaging unless you get shot in the eye. But everyone involved just watches the kidnapping happen. They're a cult. They can't think for themselves, man. Yeah, but then the ninjas <laughs> oh, also yeah, the ninjas. just sit there. I forgot about the ninjas. Uh, bad start, guys. Well, you got the nerd and the idiot. What are they going to do? 
You need the grumpy one in the leader to get anything done. I guess. They need structure. <laughs> they don't have any structure. That's now, this true. ball... You should probably set up the scene first. Yeah, well, no, they, we show up and there's a ball. <laughs> we cut back to the lair and, and Raphael uh, puts a ball on the railing leading down the stairs. And this is Chekhov's ball. Yeah, it. it uh, they're pretending that it's a bowling ball, but it is clearly a painted <laughs> Just basketball. Just a spray-painted basketball. Uh, it rolls down the railing to Leonardo's waiting hands, who hands it off to Venus. And then she attempts to bowl it as though it is, in fact, a heavy ball, but it's... <laughs> There's a cut after she throws it, so you don't see it bouncing. Do uh, you think that they had a, a bowling ball and it, they couldn't function with it in their hands in these clumsy-ass costumes and kept dropping it on things? That's absolutely probably what happened. I mean, <laughs> the rubber can only afford so much grip. But basically what we're saying is, remember that they learned how to bowl. Or Venus, <laughs> Venus learned how did. to bowl. Turns out she's good at it or something. Because of Kenobi magic. <laughs> Shinobi magic. Kenobi magic, is what I said. But she's only, I don't know, she's like 15 feet away from the pins and... Uh, she gets a strike, and then she doesn't know what sports are in America, so she says a bunch of wrong things. I mean, you could relate, Sky. You don't know what a touchdown is, because uh, nerd. I mean, you're not wrong. I can give you the gist and a basic overview of how <laughs> you, some sports are played. You do know the difference between football and basketball and bowling. Yeah, I, I can identify Golf. most sports implements. <laughs> uh, but Donatello and Michelangelo show up. I have no idea what time it is, because <laughs> there's no way to know. But Donatello is very curt as he walks past Venus, telling her that he doesn't care about the thing that she learned how to do. And Michelangelo is super winded, but Donatello is fine. Apparently Donatello made him run all the way back. Michelangelo is my spirit animal in this moment. They, they ran all the way back from the planetarium, and apparently he's super winded. And re, or Donatello needs to fire up the old eye in the sky to know where Kuiz is. Apparently the doodad on his brain emits a signal, even though they saw the rank tank. Him yeah, just follow the rank. know exactly where the rank are. Donatello basically wants to get all the guys together and let's go save this guy. I don't know. Donatello just has a huge boner for this guy. Venus doesn't care either because she just starts bowling some more. I don't even know what's happening anymore. I'm just watching it. I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, where are they? Michelangelo reveals, because apparently he was paying at least enough attention to know that Queez got kicked out of all of the science institutes, and then none of the other turtles want to go save this man. We cut to the Dragon Lord's hideout. We get a super awkward shot of Dr. Queez with a blindfold over his giant mask head and uh, <laughs> also his neural implant. Well, he can probably see through it or something. I don't know. He looks like Dr. Wily if without the mustache. Is that the guy from Mega Man? It is the guy from Mega Man. Take off the blindfold and he immediately sees Wick right in his face, is nonplussed. Well, he's a mutant scientist, so... He also says that we haven't invented a mutant. Well, yeah, but puppets don't scare him. <laughs> All right, fair enough. He but seems we... a little scared of the Dragon Lord. Yeah. Stephen well, the Dragon Lord. Wick wants to eat him, like like that's his thing. He's that one-note character, and then Dragon Lord throws Wick against the wall, uh, and then they untie Queez, and he believes that Dragon Lord is some sort of Tyrannosaurus Rex. And he's always given himself notes to myself, and note to self sounds so much easier to say than note to myself. It sounds so awkward to hear him say it. But he's a scientist, so what do I know? Yeah, you don't know the scientific method. I don't know nothing. Dragonlord's idea is he's going to get Queez to do the new magic, or science, because like his necromancy isn't doing the job. Uh, as far as I recall, necromancy is just bringing people back from the dead. That's not anything that he's done so far. Is it? <laughs> All he's done is reach through time and steal sticks. I'm going to double check. I'm going to do a quick Google. You're going to do a Google? Give it a Google. I'm going to do a Google, too, but uh, of some unrelated things. 
Uh, necromancy is the supposed practice of communicating with the dead, especially in order to predict, predict the future. So I was mistaken, but it did involve dead people. I, so does he think the turtles are dead monsters? I don't know. I don't know what can't predict the future so far. He has not been good at it, and I don't know, man. <laughs> He's so upset. So now Donatello, we're back in the sewer, and Donatello has to convince everyone to fight with him. So he brings Mikey a squid pot pie, which whatever. But then he does this thing with this towel. He's trying to, like, put it in Michelangelo's hand or something. Yeah, so he'll eat it. He's it's, trying to give him a napkin because he's polite. He could put it next to him. It's so awkward watching him try and put it on his arm or something. Neither of the actors can see what they're doing. I guess that's true. My favorite thing to do in TV is watch the business that they do. Like in <laughs> any episode of Seinfeld where there's a sandwich, just follow the sandwich. When you've seen the episode a hundred times, the sandwich is the funniest part. Trust me, everyone listening. This is no Seinfeld. Now Donatello's polishing Leonardo's sword. And also trying to get him to go and fight the rank on some stupid suicide mission. It's not a, not a, it's not a suicide mission. Neither the turtles nor the rank are, are good enough to kill anything. Not on purpose, anyway. But then he Venus, tries to get... Le- oh, uh, yeah. We cut over and he's talking to Venus and Venus says, Yeah, he's probably already dead, so I'm out. Which is good. Which is good for her. Yeah. Uh, also, brutal. Uh, but I guess she did watch her master die. So right. She's, she comes from a different she, culture than them. Where she had taken no guff. When a dog dies, you throw it in the trash. You don't. <laughs> and then you'd think, like, Raphael would be, at least be like, yeah, let's go do stuff. Because we've had seven episodes where that, that's that been his position. Yes. Let's go fight. Yeah. It's basically his only lines are, I'm going to go fight this. Why aren't we fighting this? Where's my motorcycle? Uh, so, yeah, they're they're sparring. And he's like, come on, let's go stab some dudes or whatever. He says, you're on your own and stabs him in the leg and walks away. He stabs him. Oh, it was less stabby than I thought. I was like, wait, really? Well, he at least baps Donatello across the shin with his sight and then walks away. But Donatello should know from Raphael's goings-ons that if you just go off on your own, eventually the others will follow. (laughs) It's true. It happens every episode. It's true, but they have always had him to say, oh, they're exactly at this point. But there's only two locations in all of New York, so yeah, that's where true. else are you going to go? Uh, I'll tell you where we're going to go. To the best lab in the world. <laughs> we cut back over to Dragon Lord's lair. He's got a room that is pink bat lit. It's beautiful. It's got a whole bunch of stuff that he shouldn't understand or should in no way have known to get. Uh, but there's like DNA extractors and some other stuff that sounds really made up. But it all has Christmas lights in it, so <laughs> you're not saying you know it's science. <laughs> Apparently, he's using all of this technology to uh, court Dr. Queez into working for him. We cut back to the lair. Where the turtles have fallen asleep on the floor, like usual. Yep. When you say fallen asleep, that's exactly what happened. They fell. Like toddlers. They <laughs> like they were just running along and just ran out of steam and just fell. Donatello has a, a thing in his hand and a bow, his collapsible bow staff in the other. Oh, it's a stupid emaily thing. <laughs> it's his palm pilot. Yeah. So he's going to go do this by himself. I don't know why he waited till everybody fell asleep. Everybody knew he wanted to go. Right. And then he sneaks through the the crowd of sleeping turtles, gets to the ladder, and then screams, I'm coming, Dr. Queez. <laughs> so loud. He could have just emailed it to his brain. Yeah. yeah he could. Why didn't he? Why didn't he just email him? Like, you cool, dude? You still alive? Ugh. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to uh, Dragon Lord's laboratory. And there's this dangling surgery equipment that Dragon Lord will have you know is only the best. And that apparently 
this neural implant can be plugged directly into Dr. Quiz's brain. With what looks like an AV cable. Yeah. Uh, this surgery robot, it looks like the robot that puts all the robot parts on, on uh, Darth Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It looks very fragile, and we see it moving later, and it is not a precision instrument. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Dragon Lord finally tells us, oh, I want you to dissect the turtles and tell me what, you know, how mutation works and how I can be better. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, but it takes a long time. He uses a lot of words to say very little. He's just like, open their tummies, tell me their secrets, and make me more powerful. Donatello goes, he gets there, I don't know how he got there, because he didn't take the Hummer or the, the, the motorcycle. Which is weird, because they love showing that, that footage of them getting on. Well, they only have that stock footage with Leonardo driving it. Yeah, that's true. Also, they others drive it later, so they're still. it's still clearly at the... Yeah, their so base so how did he get here i have no idea he must have walked i'm gonna go ahead and guess that <laughs> my guess is he invented something on the way that could be it's also probably likely that the dragon lord's lair is like two blocks away it's it's <laughs> they're in the sewer underneath it that's right they come out of the street and they're there basically but he he there's nobody guarding it he just walks right in and basically goes from the outside directly into the lab without a problem there's like a little tunnel yeah um yeah labs generally will need proper ventilation it, it's just incredible it's it's as if it was written by tolkien it's so convenient <laughs> and then gandalf came and killed the bad guys <laughs> and then there were eagles donatello has successfully snuck in and then we see Queez tied to a goddamn electric chair uh, i don't know why that's there but he's barely tied to it well apparently they knew the turtles were coming and set up this elaborate ploy in order to lure them there. Well, Dragon Lord earlier says that the turtles will try and rescue him. So he somehow already knew that at least one of the turtles was into Dr. Queez, maybe because of the mutation thing. Possibly. I don't know. Because but we never get any real information in this show. He had no reason to know that any of the turtles were even aware of Dr. Queez. Well, and even if they did, like, how long would Dr. Queez have had to sit there to make sure he was there when a turtle showed up? Like, all right, sit here for a couple days. We'll bring you a plate of crackers every couple hours. I, uh, I don't know, man. I can't pretend to think, uh, pretend to know what the Dragon Lord is thinking. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I can't pretend to think to know what the... He just works on a higher level than us. Yeah, just edit some around some of that. Take all those <laughs> words that I said and put them in the right order. It's really hard. <laughs> well, you wanted to do it. Donatello just like sticks his bow into this chair and into the back. Yeah, it doesn't sit up. I guess I'm not sure what's happening because I was like, how's he gonna untie him? He only has one hand, and yeah. then he just jams his bow into the back of it, and it everything's fine. Everything. Yeah, Queez is just fascinated by there's now they're a talking turtle. Bro, you just saw like 50 dragon men. Yeah, but they were monsters. Like, well, like born monsters. Oh. Uh, this is a mutant. He he's more interested in mutants than uh, than biological monsters. Sure, but he has no reason to, to believe that they the dragons aren't m- mutations. Do you think the first time you saw a turtle, you'd be like, "Why are you wearing that thing on your head?" Is that I mean, especially if you only saw one of them? If you saw all of them, you'd be like, "Oh, could you all look exactly the same?" It's your uniform. It's your school uniform. I get it. <laughs> yeah, where I come from, they had to wear robes. <laughs> well played. Thanks. <laughs> so. Queez gets distracted by Donatello, and Donatello uh, is trying to rush him out of the room, and they uh, just talk in circles until Dragon Lord shows up with some rank. They kick the crap out of Donatello, and then Queez decides, yeah, fuck it, I'm going to cut this guy up. I mean, he's got that sweet-ass lab, I guess. and all he wants to do is cut up mutants, so... 
Cut back to the lair. Leonardo is attempting to use the eye in the sky thing, and the computer blows up a little at him. Have they already? They have they been to the ranks hideout? Yeah. So they know where. It, oh, but they say they don't know where in his, the complex. Yeah, that's is. their problem. They they want to use the the eye in the sky to pinpoint his exact location. Uh, here's the thing. It's a finite space. You got you got four of you. Yeah. Just fucking Look try. Around. We know for a fact that nothing is ever guarded. Yeah. Just poke around a little. Just knock on the fucking front door. <laughs> I don't let you in. They apparently think that they're all going to be blind if they don't know exactly what room he's in. It's like a three-level place anyway, so you're going to have to look a little bit. And then Splinter comes up and is like, hey, you guys are so bad at everything. Just do ninja stuff, please. And also, we've learned that anytime you go into a place, it's the, whatever you're looking for is usually in the first room you come yeah. on. The first unguarded room. <laughs> Also, you've got someone who can do magic. She has powder that'll show you what happened five minutes ago or right. whatever. Just just try a little. Again, Raphael's just standing there like, well, I guess we can't do anything. Even though every other time he's like, let's go fight some stuff. You're, if you're a one-note character, you have to play the one note. Please. I mean, maybe they were trying to give him some range. Nah. Nah. The person who wrote this one just hadn't watched any of the other episodes. Uh, we cut to the garage. And we get the, the B-roll of them getting in there. Well, not all of them, because the part that have Michelangelo and the rest has Donatello in it, so they can't use it, so they cut around it like they do. Yeah. So you hear Venus, but you don't see her. That's right. And then we get Master Splinter saying, please, Jesus, just be quiet while you do things. Try nope. to be ninjas. Let's scream some more. Yeah. Then he frets about them getting a speeding ticket. And he's like, who's going to pay that? Well, you don't have a real address, so I'm betting none of those are registered properly. Well, they, they got a vanity plate they on that do, Hummer. But that could have just been stolen. From someone who happened to have one that said turtle power. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so they just drive right over. Uh, we cut back to Queez, and he's looking more purple than normal. He's got a really deathly pallor about him, and he's plugged his brain into this terrible, clumsy robot. He's pretending that it's awesome. He's really the, the guy in that in the 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 mask and the suit and the makeup. He's he's doing his best. He's the best actor. He is absolutely. I mean, he has the least amount of clumsy <laughs> mask to act through. True. Maybe it's that. I'm, that doesn't hurt. Ooh, is but he better the, than that blind old guy in the first episode who was? He comes back when I was. We've seen a lot more of Queez. We only true. saw that blind man. That blind old man for comes that back though. like three minutes. Uh, I mean, not in this episode. Don't get excited. Yeah. I was just looking up the IMDb to find out who the guy who played Queens <laughs> was, and I saw that. So the spider arms drop down, and then we cut back to the other part where the turtles have infiltrated the barracks of the dra- the rank. Apparently, they also just sleep wherever they fall, uh, but they have ha- straw. They have straw that they lay on. Leonardo and Venus successfully walk over them, uh, and then the leader, the lieutenant with the purple hood, rolls over and trips Raphael who falls directly into his face. At this point, like I had mentioned previously, the rank burps in Raphael's face, and then Raph decides that, uh, fuck it, I'm waking everyone up because they need to know how gross this was. He burps and there's smoke like there's, he breathes fire, right? He at least made a gross burp. Because if they breathe fire, you don't want to be sleeping in straw. That's why. And the room is like, the walls are made of um, black fabric, like it's a haunted house in someone's garage. Like, <laughs> on the other side of that black fabric is all the tools and stuff the dad has, and they're hiding. Yeah. And it's, th- th- this room 
quote unquote, is directly above the regular throne chamber. When the, the lieutenant gets woken up, he just leans over the edge and yells into the throne room, hey, there are turtles up here. <laughs> Nobody was on watch. I go to sleep and not one of you assholes has done your job. Yeah, uh, that's how it works. It, yeah, yeah, it is. So we cut back to the surgery room. Uh, Quiz has dabbed the Donatello shell a little bit with some disinfectant. And uh, the lieutenant runs in to tell Dragonlord, hey, we fucked up real bad. There are turtles in the in the place. And we see his mask, the rank dragon face. And it is completely unarticulated. That mouth doesn't move whatsoever. I must have missed that because I didn't find myself as upset as usual. Yeah, so we cut back to the barracks where apparently there are just bones everywhere. Well, they eat dogs and stuff. I guess. And Leonardo... He actually starts singing the, the Ninja Turtles theme. I don't know if you caught that. The he, like original one? No, this one. The na na ninja. Uh, he plays it on a rank's tummy and then kicks him or elbows. I don't know. It, the, the fight's really dull. <laughs> like, that might have been where I was looking at IMPB also. Cut back. Uh, Queez is going to inject Donatello with microbots that are going to harvest his mutated cells. And Donatello says, nope, your robots can't tell mutated cells from normal cells it's like how, how could he know that he couldn't also all of the cells in his body would be normal cells because they're not mutated against anything else that's just what his cells look like so oh, that's they, probably true. they would not be able to tell yeah uh michelangelo finally shows up he was missing yeah you said where's michelangelo <laughs> and then they showed us hey he uh he notices the av cable that runs into queez's brain and luckily he brought his video game in case the fight was boring so he's bringing sandwiches and video games. <laughs> he comes prepared. We'll give him that. And he hatches a plan. And we cut back to the throne room where Dragon Lord has entered and he sees... And he uh, says, it's true. They were here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he sees a dangling rank and then uh, one that's passed out in his throne. And he's like, they're probably still here. Why don't you guys go look for them or whatever? We get a knock-knock joke. Not a funny one. Not even one that, that's a that's a thing. It, it's knock knock uh who's there a barrel a barrel who a barrel full of fat heads huh and then they, that's what the drain line says it's just huh uh, because it doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> uh and then they the turtles throw down uh, a rank who's in a barrel cartoon style and then then the dragon lord, lord walks on that barrel like a like a log in a pond to the ja- a lumberjack competition yep. and he's totally not suspended by wires <laughs> yeah, not in the least so he's up there balancing and then venus who has just learned what bowling is she throws another barrel like goddamn donkey kong and knocks him down (laughs) and then the other turtles hop out and throw a net over him and the fucking fight is over instead of murdering him or even yeah hey hey, hey, shinobi why don't you do some magic to send him back to the realm of dreams or Take him to the river and drown him. Or use your weapons, or do the thing that you did to Shredder and destroy his brain. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that Basically, one. anything would have been better than, I threw a net on him, so we're good, right? He definitely won't come back to harass us later. This certainly won't annoy him and make, us, make him hate us more. So we cut back to the lab. The stupid spider surgery bot is moving around a little bit. He's just sort of shaking. Yeah, the arms move. Michelangelo's taking his time. I think it's because his eyes don't both look in the same direction. <laughs> He's probably struggling. <laughs> you leave his lazy eye alone. That's a real thing. He's got a goof eye. But he finally unplugs Queez from the machine and plugs it into his video game because apparently that has a neural import on it. 
I mean, no, it makes sense. The video game probably has an AV cable. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You remember Surf Ninjas? No. Surf Ninjas is a movie uh, starring Kino. Remember Turtles 2? Kino? Yes. Ernie Reyes Jr.? Yes. It stars him. So it's kind of connected, this segue. Uh, He plays a a guy from, I think it's a Pacific Island, who's a prince, who's also a skilled ninja and a surfer. Uh, In the course of this movie, his little brother is uh, prophesied to have the gift of foresight or uh, future vision or whatever. And he gets that through his game gear. He can tell the future and control his surroundings with his game gear. What? At the end, Leslie Nielsen, who plays the villain, uh, is controlled by this young man in his game gear and he punches himself in the crotch. And that is ultimately what we are seeing on screen right now. Huh. How about that? Yeah. So Queez is, uh, he pokes himself in the eye, and then he starts dancing, and we see him do the Macarena, because timely references. Michelangelo just kind of giggles and doesn't help Donatello out also, of the bounds. look bonds. how awkward it is. Don- like, at sleeping as a turtle, like, laying on your back has to be so uncomfortable. Because his, his, he has to, like, hold his neck up constantly or just let it dangle backwards. <laughs> he can't, you can't lay down. I mean, I guess a real turtle, you don't put them on their back. I guess that makes Usually sense. Usually not. Yeah, they just die if you do that. Yeah, probably. It can't be great for them. But I guess a mutant turtle has the, you know, the long arms and shit to sit up. And a bow staff to a pry and bar to hoist yeah. himself up. Or to untie things from the back of an electric chair. And... Th- that's it. Th- yeah. Like they just they, they got Donatello. Got they, out. <laughs> yeah, they just abandon everybody there. They just leave everybody. They don't resolve any. They leave Queez there. They leave the Dragon Lord unharmed. They leave all like, all of the rank there. It's almost like they need them for episodes later. Yeah. How about you just burn it down, guys? <laughs> well placed gasoline and match. We'll take care of all of this. No. Cool. Just bail. All right. You guys suck so badly. Sky. They had Squid Pot Pie to get back to. <laughs> They did indeed. You are correct. Squid pop high. So uh, Michelangelo, Raph, and Leonardo are on the couch. We get a different terrible joke of uh, my shell hurts, says Leonardo. Raphael says, does your face hurt? In his, He's the only one with a New York accent, by the by. I don't know if we mentioned that previously, but they were all raised there, but he's the only one with the New York accent. Uh, but Leonardo says, no, my face is fine. And then Raph says, oh, well, it's killing me. Which noticeably angered you <laughs> while we were watching it the first time. Yeah, it's a terrible joke. <laughs> you got so mad at I, it. Well, I called it from three miles back. You did, you, the episode started and you're like, I don't like where this is going. And then Michelangelo is bored with his video game because he used it to uh, basically mind rape a person. And he misses that brush. I mean, once you go, you know, whatever that is, you can't go back. I don't know <laughs> he, if there's a word he for went, that. He went, full, he went full yerk on that guy. He sure did. Donatello's sad because his hero ended up being, you know, a real jerk. Shouldn't meet your heroes. And Splinter's just like, well, yeah, that's how that happens sometimes. When when I met R.L. Stein, I thought he might be mean and it would ruin my life. And he was the nicest man in the world. And I got to go on living. I think he chastised you for not sleeping enough. Uh, well, I had been drunk. Uh, but basically, Splinter's just like, yeah, get over it. You don't need his approval. And then we cut back to the rank headquarters. Dragonlord has not removed the rank from the barrels, and they have made no attempt to get out of them themselves, They got themselves into that situation. They can get themselves out. They did manage to stand up with no (laughs) arms, though. Uh, (laughs) then they walk into the lab where Queez and, uh, Wick are both strapped to the surgical table. Again, not dead. 
like they had a sword with them they could slice both of their throats and be done with this but they didn't uh nope and uh and that's it that's dr <laughs> queez i'm glad i'm glad we met him <laughs> i'm not not glad we met him uh the next episode is called all in the family i think it has very little to do with archie bunker though probably not but maybe they finally sit down and have the sex talk and how they can't do that oh no they shouldn't try and sleep with venus uh, no, it seems they meet um, a crazy poacher named Simon Bonesteel. Oh, I think Simon Bonesteel is the dude who wears the queez mask. I could yeah. be mistaken. Well, luckily, I still have IMDb open. That is lucky. So, Jacob. Yes. What would you say is the weirdest part of this show episode? This episode? Um, probably that electric chair that they <laughs> that they turned off with a, just jabbing it <laughs> with, the, with the staff. I would have said the uh, the neural implant in his brain that's just a huge obvious device. I think they put it on there, like they made the costume, and then they're like, "Tell us what that is." <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? It probably it's probably they just put something over the the bolts from the Frankenstein mask. Yeah, that's probably exactly it. Where they had like <laughs> the holes in there already, and they had to um, no. screw something in there. Doctor Queez and Bone Steel are two different people. Damn. The only one guy plays, uh, Simon Webb plays Dr. Queez in five episodes, and that's it. Bummer. Uh, I don't remember what the other things are that I'm supposed to know. Uh, I came up with everyone. Um, what would you say is the best idea they had in this episode, but ended up being shitty? That, what? Uh, there's, there's so, every, every idea they have. <laughs> um, I mean, the big one is Donatello going in there by himself. That never seems to work out. No, no. I mean, like, uh, idea for the show, like, character or plot device or something. Oh. You mean, like, uh, well, that would probably be the neural implants also. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they didn't really do anything with it. They emailed it once at the beginning, and then that was it. And it went completely unaddressed except for him plugging himself into the Matrix. Yeah. Which, that actually makes more sense in that day and age to be able to plug into machinery than to be connected to the internet. Because I think it was still all dial-up at this point. <laughs> That's probably true. What would you say is the most turtle-rific part of the episode? Turtle-rific? Probably mm. when they're all sleeping on the floor. <laughs> I would say the most turtle-rific part is where Donatello's on his shell and can't get up. Do you think we'll see more reused costumes from other Saban shows? Yes, absolutely. Will you point them out to me? If I notice them, yes. I did. Because now that you said it, I was like, what did we miss? <laughs> what have we seen that... I didn't realize it was an old Power Ranger villain or a, or a, <laughs> or a Beetleborg or something. Yeah. Are there other Saban shows? Those are the only two I know. Uh, Mystic Knights of Tirnano. What is that? It was a pretty short-lived Celtic-themed fantasy world. Everyone loves Celtic-themed action television programming. Uh, Masked Rider. Uh, is that the guy on the motorcycle? Yep. Uh, did that cross over with Power Rangers? It did in Power Rangers, and then they don't address it at all in Masked Rider, because uh-huh. why would you need Masked Rider when the Power Rangers are there? Right. Power Rangers are crossover with this, right, eventually? I, I know it happens in Power Rangers because that's the way to trick kids into watching this show is to show them the oh. turtles in the other show. So if we get to the end of this and don't see the Power Rangers, can we add that at the end? Yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, that was that was episode eight. We are eight of these deep. Woo! Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, you can follow us at uh, Failed Pop Culture uh, at, on Twitter. There's no E at the end uh, because that was too many characters. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. I am uh, at Sandwich Surplus. 
I'm at Midwest Love Affair, but there aren't some vowels in it. I don't know which ones. You'll find it. I'm gonna. I've started putting that in the show description. Thank goodness. So it'll be easier. I only had to type it once. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Yay. Get it out now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it during. Blah. Pillar of restraint when it comes to my annoyed size. You ready? Yeah. All right. Do I have to put my mouth in the microphone? You, you probably don't, but okay, I, I keep the, the P-pop guard so I know how close I need to be. You're good from basically anywhere in the room. <laughs> I'll be on the stairs. <laughs>